Live from the Watch Dogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watch Dogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Hello and welcome to another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. This is our 97th edition of Watch Dogs Radio and I would like to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Keith Shoemaker. I am the host of Watch Dogs Radio and as I said, we are in episode number 97. We are moving forward, having a great time. You know, this is rollback week. Uh, each uh, About every three weeks we have some scheduling conflicts. So we roll the show back to uh, Monday, uh, and it turns out to be about every third week. We try to keep it on Tuesday when we can, but we want to make sure that when you tune in on Tuesday at 12.30 Central, 1.30 Eastern, you've got something there to listen to. So we are glad that you have joined us for Watchdogs Radio. It has been a busy week in the Watchdogs program. Our executive director, Eric Snow, had a great opportunity uh, one of the uh, growing areas that we have right now is in the state of New York. So Eric had the opportunity to present at New York PTA in Utica, New York. They had a great group there. I understand he connected with about 80 people up there. Uh, great chance. That means there's 80 schools. Each of those schools, a potential of 85 or more dads participating and in getting involved in their children's education. So just amazing to see the growth of our program. And I'm going to talk about that uh, here in just a few minutes, just in the last six years that just I have been involved in the program, the tremendous and amazing growth that we have had. Um, another great opportunity that we have, you know we have this great partnership with PTA. We were part of the National PTA More Alliance, more meaning men organized to raise engagement. We have a great connection with PTA, with PTAs all over the country. And Eric, uh, once again, had the opportunity to write an article in the Pennsylvania PTA newsletter. Now, we get invitations all the time to uh, have a chance to write and to be a part of PTA's uh, school counselor uh, publications uh, all throughout the country. But if you get a chance, go to our Facebook page. Take a look at that article because it's a great article, and it specifically talks about why men should join PTA. It's very simple. PTA means parent-teacher association. Men are parents. It's not what the traditional, stereotypical PTA member is anymore. We are making some great changes nationwide, not only for our organization, but for PTA as well. So uh, this great article Pennsylvania PTA newsletter, uh, you can link to it through our Facebook page, which is W-A-T-C-H space D period O period G period S for the Watchdogs Facebook page. You get a chance to go and read that article and some of the other stuff uh, that's going on. Uh, one of the other things that went on uh, this past week, as far as the Facebook page, you know, each Wednesday, Fathers.com and the Fathers.com Facebook page, part of our parent organization, the National Center for Fathering, they have feature Watchdogs Wednesday. Well, this past Wednesday, um, once again, they promoted our Facebook page 
uh, the Watch Dogs Facebook page, and we got a tremendous amount of new members that came to the Watch Dogs Facebook page as a result of that. So we want to welcome our new members. We want to welcome people that are just learning about the Watch Dogs program. Uh, I invite you certainly go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Uh, take a look at all the great stuff on our, our web page, on our Facebook page. And then if you still need more information, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 888-540-DOGS. That's 888-540-3647. And that will link you directly, or that, that will put you in contact with our Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas. And the beautiful thing about that is you can call, if you speak English or Spanish, you can call and we can talk to you in English or Spanish at that uh, 800-888-540-DOGS. So give us a call for any information that you'd like to find out about watchdogs, about our father engagement programs, about the number of schools we have, suggestions about what you might want to do in your school, how to do your launch events, any question that you might have, we can certainly help you. And I can tell you, over the last 15 years, 4,050 schools, I can almost guarantee you that your question, there are no stupid questions, you always hear that, but that your question is not something we haven't already heard, it's not something that we haven't already been able to make suggestions about, and to get someone in exactly your same position uh, the opportunity to move forward with their watchdogs program. So please don't be shy. Please give us a call. Please come to our Facebook page. Please come to our web page, and we will make sure that the dads in your school have the opportunity to participate in the Watchdogs program, to participate in your school. So thank you so much, and thank you to, uh, our, once again, our parent organization, the National Center for Fathering, uh, which is in Kansas City, for featuring us every Wednesday on Watchdogs Wednesday. You know, I briefly mentioned the growth of the program just in the time that I have been involved with the program over the last seven years. And I sat down and I started trying to put some numbers together, and it absolutely blew me away. Here's some numbers. Check this out. When I started with the program, it was already well, uh, well engaged, well established. There were over 1,500 watchdog schools running the program at the time we brought the program to our local school. The in that time, since then, we have gone from 1,500, and now this year, as we ended last school year, we were at 4,000, 4,049, I'm going to say 4,050, 4,050 schools around the world, and that is not only in the United States, but get this, in that time, we have grown to 47 states, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and outside of the United States, we've grown to Canada. Mexico, China, we bring that up a lot. Believe it or not, we are in. Uh, we have two watchdog schools in China, and now we also have uh, schools launching in Barbados. So we are in five countries, 4,050 schools. Now, when you look at it, you go back and look at last year, we, on the average, and, and we're basically, our numbers are so huge, we need to do this on averages, but basically, based on those averages, we had 340,000 men take a day off and spend at least one school day, one day at the school volunteering. This, over the course of the Watchdogs program, is over 2 million men have participated in the Watchdogs program since 1998. So if we look at our average school, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot these numbers low, so we'll say an average school has about 40 teachers. 
So, and we mentioned this the other week, but we look at 40 teachers in average school, 4,050 schools. That comes out to 162,000 teachers. I'll say that again, 162,000 teachers that are positively impacted through the Watchdogs program. Now, if we multiply that by the 340,000 guys, they have five classroom rotations per day on the average. So we're looking at 1,700,000 classroom visits by fathers, by male role models, by engaged parents, 1,700,000 visits per year in our Watchdogs program. So that is just some of the tremendous growth, some of the amazing numbers that we have. And our biggest problem is still we have a lot of people that just don't know about us. They're not aware of the Watchdogs program. They don't know what it is. It's so simple to bring it to your school. It's so simple to give men the opportunity to be engaged in their child's education during the school day to see what the nuts and bolts of education are in today's education system. It's so simple. And these numbers just show how easy it is to make that impact in your local school. So I I just wanted to throw those numbers out. It was just amazing to me when I sat down and and started to look at the numbers and the changes just in the last six years. And, And through the whole Watchdogs program, we're going into our 15th school year. This isn't something new. It's not something different. It's not something untested. We've been doing this for 15 years, 4,050 schools, five countries. If you're interested in bringing this program to your school at your local level, I promise you it will work. I will guarantee it. And it's so, the 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 expense of it is so minimal. When you look at, at the programs, when you look at the budgets, we're talking $365. One time, that's it. Nothing else is required. I'm not doing this to be a sales pitch, but I'm just so amazed at how this program works, how easy it is to bring into your school, and the amazing positive reaction. The stories that we get are are phenomenal. It's just unbelievable what the Watchdogs program has been able to bring to our nation's education system as well as now impacting other nations throughout the world. So let me get off of my soapbox, and we can move on. Well, today our teachers here in Cobb County uh, go back to work. Of course, when we say go back to work, we're talking about stepping back into the building. Many of our teachers have been working throughout the summer, putting things together, going to conferences, learning uh, new techniques, new procedures, getting their classrooms together. They've been working at home. Uh, It's not that uh, they haven't been working. Of course, they did get a little bit of a break. Uh, just like your students did, but uh, we know so many of our teachers do so much work outside of the classroom, outside of the school building. But this is the day here in Cobb County where they actually step back into the building, go into those meetings, get back organized into their teams, and start putting things together to get ready for those kids to show up next Monday is when school starts here in uh, in the south here in metro Atlanta. So we know wherever you are, you're either uh, getting ready to uh, put your program together, put it, putting your watchdogs program together, uh, getting ready to step back into the school. So, But uh, here, the teachers went back to the building today to get ready. They're doing their pre-planning this week, and the students will be showing up on Monday. We will be seeing, you know, we are one of the earliest school systems that go back. 
Uh, but over the next month, month and a half, we are going to be seeing schools kicking up. We're going to see more interest in the Watchdogs program. We're going to see kids stepping back into the classroom, seeing teachers stepping back into the classroom, and get back to the important work of educating our nation's children for this 2014-2015 school year. Now, personally, this will be my last year as an elementary school parent. My daughter, Anna Marie, who is walking around here with a cast, she had a, had a little incident uh, this past week, so we got to experience uh, 911 and the, the local children's hospital system here in the metro Atlanta. But uh, we've had a lot of people that have uh, had us in their prayers and thoughts, and everything is well. She's just toting a uh, cast around now. But uh, she will be going into her fifth grade year, so this will be my last year as an elementary school parent. So I have been given the uh, awesome opportunity to step back into our school as a top dog coordinator. So uh, I am glad and I'm very proud to uh, to be able to do that. And uh, that's you know if you are new to Watch Dogs Radio, um, we are very heavily involved with Pickett's Mill Elementary School in, in uh, Cobb County in Ackworth, Georgia. So today I actually have the awesome opportunity to be able to go back and talk to those same teachers, to talk to the teachers that I spoke to. Uh, of course, there's some new folks, but uh, the teachers that I spoke to seven years ago about the Watchdogs program and to be able to go back in there to look at what we've done over the last six years of being an active Watchdog school is amazing. It's impressive. I'm so happy to be able to go back there and do that and to be able to um, talk to the teachers about bringing the Watchdogs program back again for a sixth year at uh, Pickett's Mill Elementary School. So, uh, so I'm going to be stepping out uh, of our program today. And uh, once again, thank you for joining us. But uh, our guest today, we have a very impressive guest. I, I'm really anxious to hear from him. Frederick Nolan is the Watchdogs Coordinator for the City of Jackson, Mississippi School District. He is a district-wide Watchdogs communi- uh, Coordinator and has been running that program for several years now. And we're uh, very anxious to hear from Frederick about how the program is going down there, how we're relaunching this year, and some of the other things that are that are going to be going on. So, standing in for me today, along with my regular co-host, Chris Dannenauer, one of my best friends in the world, uh, is going to be our good old standby, Mr. Dependable. He's always there when we need him. Uh, and that is Jim Heath of KC Talk Radio uh, will be joining us. And I'm going to be kicking it over to Chris and Jim here in a couple of seconds. Hi, Dad. I hope you've had a great summer and took some time to connect with your kids. Soon, it'll be back to school time. Just because your children are back in school does not mean that you can't be engaged with your children. Over 4,000 schools nationwide have adopted the Dads of Great Students program, otherwise known as Watchdogs. Ask your school if Watchdogs program is available. If not, go to fathers.com watchdogs to learn more. Right now, let me pitch it over to Chris and Jim, guys. Thank you so much for taking the ball. We're going to move right along. Chris and Jim, take it away. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you, Keith. Uh, appreciate all that you do, and I uh, just know you're my good friend, too. Well, I'm going to uh, be bringing on Frederick Nolan uh, from Jackson, Mississippi, uh, Frederick's a good guy. I have had the pleasure uh, of knowing Frederick uh, since 2007, and so 
when uh, when I first uh, came to work for Watchdogs back in 2007, Frederick already had some schools down in Jackson, Mississippi, up and running the Watchdogs program. Frederick, Frederick, welcome to the show. Uh, tell us about tell me, Frederick, how did you hear about Watchdogs? How did you did you go to a conference or was it a training call? Uh, when was the first time you heard about Watchdogs? Well, thank you, Chris, and uh, you guys at Watchdogs and National Center. My story is kind of a, a story where I didn't hear about Watchdogs. I became a Watchdog during the 2003 school year in our school district in Mississippi and Jackson specifically. Our school mm-hmm. district sought to launch a program to engage fathers. We partnered with the National Center at that time. I was hired by the district in the in the office of Title One of Title One programs, and my director gave me an opportunity to monitor the program during that year when my son was in elementary school, and I learned firsthand what Watchdogs was. So I guess my introduction came to a job assignment, but it also was something that uh, was a job responsibility. Right, right. So, so back back in two thousand and three, uh, Frederick, uh, was it your son's school? Were they the only school down in Jackson that had their program? Were there other schools that had it? During during the two thousand and three year, we actually had seven elementary schools that piloted the program. It was a new initiative then where we have our school district is is set up in feeder patterns, seven feeder patterns to represent the seven wards of our city. And my son's elementary school, McWillie Elementary, during the time, uh, he was in a Montessori program at the school, and that school was one in the northern aspect or northern side of our district that piloted the program then. Well, 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 fantastic. Well, tell us, uh, you know, how many how many schools in Jackson have the Watchdogs program today? To date, we have launched Watchdogs. We have a total of um, <coughs> 40 elementary schools, 43. I'm sorry, we've had some to come online. And we've had oh, 33 of those that have participated in Watchdogs since inception. We have 10 middle schools and Eight of those have participated since inception. We haven't we haven't darted the doors yet in high school, but we do have some high schools that are doing things through their their um, the the um, the football boosters and things like that. So my goal is to work with them to really advance our father engagement programs on our high school level. Well, 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 Frederick, you know, you've done a, a tremendous job in, in uh, getting Watchdog started. You know, when I, uh, you know, came on board in 2007, I think you were already in that Title One director position. Uh, tell us about the impact Watchdogs has had on on the on the students, on the faculty, on the teachers there in Jackson. Great question. Um, to give a quick history to the public about Title One, Title One provides parity and education for those children that may not have received that due to economics. So Mm -hmm. through that, there's a large parental engagement component. In our district, uh, we have 60 schools total, and fatherhood engagement had been lacking um, for some time. So during that 2003, when we partnered with the fathering program, 
Uh, the time was right because we had a male superintendent and two board members who were males, so that synergy was there to get the program. And since that time, we have made a big difference mm-hmm. for the men where principals have told me personally how they didn't realize the um, response of the students when the men are involved. Uh, a lot of the men um, who did not involve became regulars in the schools, they told me. Some of them volunteered on PTA and mm-hmm. filled other positions throughout the school to read to students or chaperone field trips. Not to mention uh, many of the dads, uh, for the first time since they had been in school, got to see firsthand really how our teachers are underpaid and underprivileged, uh, and, and not underpaid and unappreciated, rather, um, so they wanted to come in and help where they can. Uh, I even had um, the former school where my son was, uh, McWillie, he's now in high school. Their um, safety officer had to go out due to his surgery, and the watchdogs actually served in that capacity for the elementary from that fall in November until school got out in that May. So these are the kinds of differences our dads are making. That's just a, a touch of it. It's not all-encompassing, of course. Right, right. And, 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 you know, Frederick, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's amazing when, you know, when the fathers, the watchdogs, the stepdads, the grandfathers, the dads get a glimpse of, of, of what it's like to go back to school. And, and, and then they begin to see how teachers uh, are kind of under underpaid in a lot of ways and how much money they pour into to the classroom and, they get that glimpse and how they they respond to to help out, and that's just uh, another story that, that that you know I'm not surprised that that's had stepped up there in Jackson to help out with that school resource officer. I think Keith might be on the line. Keith, are you there? Well, if you, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, you want to talk to Frederick and ask ask a question or two? Well, uh, first of all, Frederick, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I had a chance to uh, meet uh, Frederick here just a couple of months ago and uh, was very, very, uh, very privileged to meet you. How, how are you doing today, Frederick? I'm doing well, Keith. How are you doing? It was, um, thank you guys for having me on, and it was definitely a pleasure to meet you as well. Well, the, uh, I think you've pretty much answered any questions that I might have. I just uh, we love hearing about the program. We're looking forward to the possibility of uh, coming down to uh, Jackson to maybe do some training. So uh, mm-hmm. I know in the next couple of months we'll work that out. Well, I certainly look forward to that, and I, I would definitely uh, want to make that happen. Uh, we definitely would love to have you guys come to hear first person how the Watchdog program has expanded since that tragic tragic event in 1996 or Mm 7. Well, I believe now, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't know if you've mentioned this already, forgive me, uh, but did did you guys in Jackson, uh, sorry about my poor English there, but in Jackson, didn't you have some support from some people in Memphis to uh, get the program going? Well, actually, uh, Memphis launched the Watchdog program, I think, two years before we did in 2001. So um, because we're both urban school districts, Memphis actually, I invited Memphis down in 2010 to do an across-the-board borders retreat. It was a partnership of our urban districts who shared similarities in demographics, et cetera. So uh, through the partnership and 
uh, meeting some of the Memphis Watchdogs at conferences, um, one of them heard about a retreat that I had done, and uh, he wanted to come down to, to Jackson so we could work together. So we partnered back 2010 in July. In fact, this month, it was, I think, the 31st toward the end of this month that we actually partnered back in 2010. And some of them came down. They drove down. We have an environmental learning center where we had the event. And it was an opportunity to realize that although we are in different states, that we share similarities in our own communities, to come up with ideas and best practices and working with our young men particularly and uh, with our children in general. So they, we actually partner together, not necessarily Memphis, but we received the lion's share of the support and help in starting from National Center for Fathering in 2003 as they met with our superintendent and school, some, some of the school board members to discuss innovative approaches on how you get men involved. So through the Watchdog Program and NCS Dads of Destiny, we've been fortunate to have that relationship to uh, implement these programs of the NCF. Well, that's great. And, of course, as we see more urban areas coming on, uh, you know, I'm excited that we're going to be launching Watchdogs in uh, pilot programs in nine Atlanta city schools this year. So uh, as, we, as we grow, we're growing uh, in the urban area, the suburban area, the rural area. Uh, it, it's just amazing to see what this program does. And, and even though we have some differences, we also have a lot that, uh, that we have that's the same. I mean, you know, dads, dads want to be there. And, Correct. you know, we, we have, uh, we've had a culture where in some cases people think dads don't want to be there, but, uh, but we know that's not the case. That, you know, dad wants to be there, wants to be a part of their child's education, wants to be able to support the teacher uh, in, in uh, so, many, so many cases. So thank you Absolutely. so much, uh, Frederick, for, for all that you've done. Well, thank you, Keith. Um, definitely we appreciate all you all you've done, and I look forward to working with you in the near future. Well, great. Well, better, well, uh, yeah, Chris, we, I don't we, have thought, so. No, I, I just say, Frederick, we appreciate what you've done, and I, you know, I appreciate our friendship. You know, we ran in together uh, about a year and a half ago up in Kansas City at the uh, Mail Engagement Conference. Right, uh, right. It was good to reconnect and to see you. But uh, so how did, you mentioned about how the watchdog stepped forward for your school resource officer. Uh, how has it impacted the teachers there, and, and, may, and specifically the kids? How, how have the watchdogs made a difference for the, for the kids and teachers there in Jackson? Oh, great question. Um, this school year, and for the past few years, we've had some changes throughout our district with administrative changes and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But through that time, we've, um, con we've consistently had bad presences throughout our elementary and middle schools. Uh, recently, this past school year at Rowan Middle School, which is a school um, that we really focused on this year, they had an existing uh, Technology Student Association, or TSA for short. This TSA Student Association just was recognized nationally for chapter excellence at their national conference, which was held in Washington, D.C. Many of our dads in that urban community went to the school to not only um, work one-on-one -on -one with students, but they stood in pathways where the students walked to school to ensure their safety. They, they uh, monitored the buses to ensure their safety. 
the school year, we did a, a demonstration with the students, the male students, uh, sixth through eighth grade, to uh, do tie demonstrations, how to teach them to tie ties and to wow. teach soft, soft skills with the young men, so much so that the principal shared with me a story, Dr. Mayers, who shared with me that one of the young men who, who was borderline to fail at eighth grade was motivated by the tie demonstration. He, she told me he wore a tie every day, and he began to make up work he had missed, so much so that it motivated him to actually um, make up the work, and he ended up being promoted on with his class. So those dads that I, I went in for that tie demonstration, but those dads that worked with those students on a regular basis, um, they had uh, local fathers. There was one father who's also a, a, a local pastor, and uh, the dads and granddads and uncles that worked there, and one young man who's a student at Jackson State who actually came from the university in closer proximity to work. So through this community engagement, um, that 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 school and those students represented very well at that national technology student association conference. So okay, well, well, Frederick, uh, we're we're running out of time here. So okay. uh, I would like to thank you so much. We will connect on getting that training uh, going down there in Jackson, and, and thank you so much. Frederick Nolan, Watchdogs Coordinator for City of Jackson Schools. Thank you. Thank you all. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of Watchdogs Radio. I am uh, actually on phone now, so I can't see the clock. Um, so, Jim, if you'd go ahead and hit that closing music for me, and we'll go ahead and step on out of here. Once again, we have uh, had our weekly visit with Watchdog Radio. This is the opportunity for you to listen to us and hear what's going on in the world or foreign nation. So please feel free to join us on Tuesdays at 1230. We will be here. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that don't know enough about us. Thank you. We'll see you next week.